everyone remain calm. Back for more, huh? Well, yeah, ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. But then later there's running and then screaming. Somebody talk to me, what is happening? Welcome to Jurassic World. And now, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. How long is it going to take for that to spread around the globe? This was all John Hammond's dream. Hold on to your butt. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 186th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. In this episode, we're going to head to the tower, boost the signal, and relay all the latest news and community topics in the Jurassic Wire. So, in the segment today, Aaron Beyer and I will discuss some of the things that happened over the recent hiatus of the podcast, and we're going to touch on a lot of the news and rumors, and of course, a community spotlight for one of the awesome members of our Jurassic community. As always, we really hope you enjoy everything that we feature here in the seventh iteration of the Jurassic Wire. Of course, all debates and conversations in this segment are our own opinions and insights from things that we've seen in the news and around the community. Stay tuned to the beginning of the segment to hear everything that we'll be discussing. So, as usual, we have some business to take care of. Um, Over on YouTube, of course, last week we featured a bunch of videos. Uh, We got um, a look at the carnivore dinosaur pack from Jurassic World Evolution that just uh, came out recently. I did a Universal Studios Store uh, merch hunt, I guess, down in Orlando City Walk, so make sure to check that out. There's always some interesting stuff at the universal uh theme park stores and city walk stores stuff that you can't find anywhere else stuff that you can find for a lot cheaper in uh places like target and walmart but uh in in orlando it's always quite highly priced so check that out for a good laugh we also did a bunch of the uh jurassic world live tour videos these quick Little interviews that we did with many of the people behind that uh, amazing production. So we did a, a great video here with the wardrobe department. So you have Donna Oak and Ken Mooney, two great people. A blast to talk with them. Uh, we also did Corey McCourt, who is the project manager of the Scenic for Jurassic World Live Tours. So he handles a lot of the props, the dinosaurs, the way things look on the stage and all that. So that was a great one to talk with him. And, of course, we did uh, Madison Embry. So she plays Dr. Kate Walker. Um, so she is is phenomenal. It's so great to speak with her. And uh, I'm excited to see what she brings to a new character in the Jurassic Saga. So that's going to be fun. Um, we also had Tom Fishenden out uh, visiting Paradise Wildlife Park. So he got a look at uh, a lot of their new offerings. There are some Jurassic offerings in there. And uh, they had a, a big event out there with Jurassic Jeeps and stuff. So make sure to check out that video. And, of course, we had our last episode as well posting up there on YouTube. And as far as this week is concerned, I don't really have anything on the schedule per se. Uh, as far as videos are concerned, there definitely will be a lot of stuff popping up. But um, who knows? I have so much stuff in the back catalog here to to release and to film and to do all that. So at some point, you will be seeing some more videos here on our channel. So keep your eyes peeled. But as usual with the Jurassic Wire episodes, this is a longer one, so why don't we get this episode kicked off with the seventh iteration of the Jurassic Wire. 
debate over Isla Nublar rages on. They're taking no chances of a repeat of the San Diego incident. I'm talking about man-made cataclysmic change. The U.S. Senate has convened a special committee to answer a grave moral question. Roger that. Air 1, clear for takeoff. Begin tracking. Copy that. Go, go! Welcome, everybody, to the Jurassic Wire. I'm Brad Jost, and my co-anchor for this program is Aaron Beyer. Now, the Jurassic Wire is the segment here on the Jurassic Park podcast where we discuss all the latest news on the Jurassic saga and the latest conversations in the Jurassic community. So today, we're going to be discussing our typical topics, I guess you could say, Mattel, (laughs) Jurassic in the theme parks, a new one here, we have some uh, leaks for Jurassic World Evolution from 4chan, and uh, we have a community spotlight. But before all that, let's welcome in Aaron Beyer. How's it going, dude? Hey, man. How's it going? I'm super excited to talk about Mattel again. Uh, yeah, I know, right? It's like, hey, let's do it. Let's do it one more time. <laughs> you know, if they weren't just continuously making product, there'd be no reason to talk about them, but they just keep going and going and going. I don't know where this stuff is on the shelves, but they keep mentioning stuff. It's it's pretty constant. Um, and I, I, I think like Jurassic News in general has been pretty constant. And we took several months off, which grew from one month to two months to three months to, I guess, probably four months now. And um, how, what did how was your time off? What did you do? Did you still think about Jurassic? Were you still going 100 percent? What was going on for you? Uh, I mean, so I did some of the uh, review videos over at uh, the YouTube channel, and uh, I I get a little bit burned out on video only because I do uh, video stuff professionally like all day, (laughs) every day. So then coming home and then editing more stuff, I was just like, oh, man, uh, a bit much. (laughs) However, uh, Mattel was nice enough to supply us with some uh, free merchandise. So obviously, we wanted to cover that as honestly and quickly as possible. Canada's Mattel stock seems to still just be kind of going slow and steady. Um, you know, it's it's hit or miss, but usually I can find uh, the things I'm looking for. Uh, I just have to wait a little bit longer. And uh, yeah, I mean, working on a lot of projects. We just wrapped up uh, Avengers Endgame, which is now in Ooh, theaters, man. and it yeah, and it's absolutely killing it, it at the box office. So, and it's it's yep. absolutely amazing. I know, I'm crying inside just podcast. thinking about this, that movie in general. It was out of control, amazing in every I way. I saw it the other night, and I started crying about maybe ten minutes in, <laughs> up, and I it, it just didn't stop because yeah, it's you're I getting too deep already. Up, but, <laughs> yeah, it's it's the end game. So, uh, you know, there's it's, there's. It's a beautiful yeah. it's a beautiful payoff in every sense. It's I was crying emotionally from happiness, sadness, all of the above. It was it was it was so good. Yeah. Um so that that that's incredible that you got to work on that. So congrats, man. That's great. Yeah, man. Thank you. But yeah, man. Um and you even said something just before about uh covering the Mattel stuff. Why don't we dive into that um here? Because uh there's there's been a lot of talk about covering Mattel stuff and um being sent uh, these items and, and how we're supposed to cover them, how we, uh, I guess how we intend to cover them based off of the fact that we are sent stuff. Um, and I just want to get it, you know, off my chest that we're not, we're, we're not easy on Mattel because we're sent stuff. Um, that's not my intention when I'm covering this. I know that's probably not yours as well. Um, we call that out where it's necessary. Um, to me, 
I don't care all that much about flaws unless they're pretty dramatic. So I will call them out and I will say, you know, this thing kind of stinks, but overall, I do still like this thing. I, I love this aspect. I love that aspect, but this needs a little bit of updating. So I'm not a I'm not a hater of these things by any means. I'm I'm a I'm a huge lover of of the Mattel toys. I'm gonna speak that way because that's what I enjoy. That's what I like. Um, but I will speak out when it comes to certain things. So it's not like, hey, they sent us this. This is a glowing review because of that. So I just wanted to be clear with that. I don't I don't know how you feel, but uh, that's just me. Yeah, no, the way I approached it was, unfortunately, I picked my favorite ones to review first. Mm -hmm. uh, so I would get in this line of, all right, I'm going to review these figures. And then all my reviews would almost be like glowing reviews. And then I would start to like kind of burn out right around the time when it was like, oh, I don't really have a ton of like fantastic things to say about this figure. So for <laughs> instance, um, I was uh, I received the green dual attack Triceratops and I had a discussion with you about covering it. It's like, it's unfair to compare it to the Kenner Triceratops because to me, that Triceratops is perfect, right? Mm -hmm. But to say that this one is amazing isn't necessarily true. You know, it's small compared to other dinosaurs. Um, I'm just not a huge fan of the sculpt. It's not like as like action oriented uh, as I would like it, like posing wise, or um, it just doesn't look like a like a beast like the original Kenner one did. And so with these toys, it, it is a fine line of wanting to compare them to what we had like nostalgia wise, uh, but then also realizing that they are their own thing and they do stand on their own. And um, while some of my, my lesser favorite toys of the line um, are just that, they're my lesser favorite. That doesn't mean they're not good. Um, I think this line has been actually pretty excellent. I can maybe pick like five figures that I think maybe shouldn't have been produced but and that's just that's just me yeah i and here's my thing is like I, I do buy a lot of these toys as well so it's not like hey mattel sent me this giant collection or anything um they send a few pieces here and there but when it comes to like going to the store and checking them out um i have certainly passed on quite a bit i'm not a person who just collects it all because um i can or or have to or something like that i just say you know what i just I don't want that. Sometimes it does take me a lot of weeks to say like, all right, I, I'm giving in. I kind of want it now. But things like the, the Pachycephalosaurus, no, never. Um, uh, let's see, what else is there? Um, oh, man, I can't even think of See, I, I don't even focus on them. I haven't picked up any of the Pteranodons because I just don't care. I don't care about them whatsoever. I don't need them on display. I don't really care for the overall design or color choices or whatever they're fine but it's just not my thing um oh, there's a few others that i i um i'm struggling to come up with the names at the moment but um the well, triceratops so like go ahead i'm not really a huge fan of like really the triceratops mold on this on this line um i'm not a huge fan of the hinges on the dilophosaur uh mm -hmm. neck and grill um let's see i'm just looking around here i think the the head sculpt and the concavenator uh, leaves a little bit to be desired. And I think like the Herrerasaurus, um, I don't, I don't really know what happened with that one there. And that's not to say that those are bad figures. It's just that they're kind of in the background of my collection. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. I mean, the Herrerasaurus is like, it's just like weird. It's not, I don't really understand. It does. It doesn't like appeal to me all that much. 
Um, so yeah, I, I don't, I don't really, I don't know. I don't, I don't talk about it. That, that Triceratops that you were talking about, man, that, that one has killed me for a long time because they, there was that original brownish reddish colored one. Um, yeah. I never got that because I just didn't like it. I don't think, like you said, it doesn't stand anywhere near that Triceratops from Kenner. Not much of anything does, to be honest. That's a top three figure for me. And I, I will never be able to really compare it to any of these that, that are released just because it was so awesome back then. Uh, this Triceratops is very small. Um, I do say, I, I will say the the dual attack or mega dual, I forget what if it's dual attack or mega dual. It's just dual. a dual attack. It's the okay. same exact mold as the electronic one. Um, they just took out the innards and replaced it, and they put on an extra button for the, the two motions. Uh-huh. Um, and it's green, like the old Kenner figure. Yeah, it's... Um, yeah, but it's mine. I feel like mine was more of like a bluish gray than than this is a straight up green. Um, and I, I just don't really care for it all that much. It's fine, but it's not like a toy that I really care about all that much. I did pick it up, though. <laughs> I, I just like went against my own thoughts and just said like, all right, maybe I'll get this one. Um I mean, it's yeah. a Triceratops. A Triceratops is a necessary dinosaur to have in any Jurassic collection. So, like, for instance, I have this one. I got both of my nephews one for the future. Uh, again, it's it's not a bad toy. It's just it doesn't live up to what I have in retrospect of 30 years uh, or, you know, 25 years with Jurassic. It doesn't necessarily, um, you know, kind of get my motor running in that sense where I'm like super excited about it. But the Triceratops in general has never gotten me, you know, all that excited except for Kenner just happened to make that particular dinosaur super appealing um, with that toy being so massive. Uh, the the real feel skin, the ramming head action, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the motion on this new figure is pretty much the same motion we had uh, with the Kenner one. It even has extra motion. There's just something very special about that Kenner figure that, you know, I didn't really feel uh, compelled to want to like. It, it was just hard to review this figure without comparing it to that one, and I don't really think that's a fair thing for me to do because my nephews will never know the difference. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and there's yeah. a lot of kids like they'll they'll never know because this is their first Jurassic stuff. Yeah, the um the Ceratosaurus is one that I've always just not liked and the Madriacanthosaurus. I, I dude I just don't like it especially that original paint design which is based off the the look from Jurassic Park 3 I but, know but in that movie I hated that dinosaur as well so <laughs> that's the problem uh, and the Metriacanthosaurus, I think that thing looks ugly and dopey to be honest yeah, like I, I just don't, don't like, think it looks good I don't like the Metriacanthosaurus. I'm not going to be getting the the new red one because I think like the ketchup and mustard paint is really weird. Well, that um, paint job looked incredible on the Allosaurus, but they switched it out to this and it just doesn't look good here. Gotcha. You know, it looked incredible. I'm telling you, uh, it looks so good. I don't know if you've seen the the leaked images of the uh, Allosaurus, but it looked I so have, yeah. good on that. It looked absolutely amazing. My thing with the Ceratosaurus is, is that I... I didn't mind it necessarily in Jurassic Park three. Like mm -hmm. I get that it was a rehash of the T-Rex model um, from the lost yeah. world, but it was that red faced, uh, you know, Ceratosaurus. And then they put it in Jurassic Park operation Genesis, which I have a huge love for. 
okay. from the early 2000s and it looked just like that then you move into jurassic world evolution and they carried that paint pattern throughout and then you move into this new toy they carried that paint pattern hasbro yeah. had a ceratosaurus with that exact paint pattern so like yeah. to, me, <laughs> to me this is the definitive uh jurassic ceratosaurus and i i love this figure probably more off of nostalgia from operation genesis the fact that i have an action figure that looks like exactly like one of those um one of those uh models from the video game mm-hmm. that's more like that's more special to me than than having a toy based off of a jurassic park 3 if that makes any sense i don't know yeah um so what are and your thoughts I you i'm just i'm just kidding i know you don't necessarily <laughs> love that figure yeah it's fine i don't care but you know it's just another figure that i'm like somebody else likes it that's cool it's not for me and i well, think that's really fair you know now. is it yeah it's really expensive now because the they they you can't get them anywhere at the store uh as far as i as far as i know and then the new repaint is coming out mm-hmm. which i don't necessarily love that repaint well um, that's what i was going to ask you um because a, a bunch of the figures that are coming out that are out in stores right now that hitting the shelves, Baryonyx, the Ankylosaurus, Metrocanthosaurus, and uh, Ceratosaurus are all repaints. Um, but in my eyes, they're lesser repaints, you know, than the originals. I don't understand what happens at a toy company on second wave. And that's, that's Mattel. That's Hasbro. That's Kenner. Like, I don't get what happens. The, the original waves of all of these figures are based off of movies. And, you know, when you're working on movies, you have uh, picking the colors for these dinosaurs. There's a lot that goes into it, right? There's you're thinking about what are the overall colors in the movie? You're trying to differentiate each animal. You are trying to uh, make it distinctive, kind of like where Transformers had the problem in the first movie where you couldn't tell who was who because there wasn't enough <laughs> color on each robot to like yeah. figure it out. And so you have all that, but then you're, but then you're bogged down by like color theory and which, you know, prime colors and secondary colors and what go together. And it feels like the toys for the first wave of every single one of these companies that does toys, they, they nail it. Right. Because yeah. they've got like a, they've got a Hollywood professional, like showing them the color palette and, Something happens in all the second waves where it's like the rules for color harmony go out the window. Like none of these colors on, I would say 80% of these repaints, these don't happen in nature. And I get that we don't know what color dinosaurs were, but aren't we supposed to reference nature for what we, for what we expect the dinosaurs to be? So like Jurassic Park looked to pachyderms a lot for this for the original skin tones yeah and then we started getting into like birds and all this stuff but it doesn't make some of these repaints don't make any sense to me and it kills me because on one hand i want to support mattel i want to say hey i want more product but i don't want product that doesn't make any sense like whatsoever so the one natural or there's there's maybe two natural ish looking ones the ankylosaurus is is probably the best of the batch there I cannot um, wait to get more of those ankylosaurs. And I just got my first original you just, one. Just, you just your first recently. original. Yeah. yeah. And I want like at least two or three of these. Yeah, these they're new- not so bad, but they're, they're, I still don't love it. But um, the Baryonyx is maybe a, another more natural looking one. But that one oh. is disappointing, I think. There's actually two variants of it. So keep your eyes peeled because there's one where the nose, uh, the top of the head part, um, 
is is more green or a little yellowish. Uh, not really enough of a variant then uh, or that we need because that one is just a little too two toned. It needs like something else in there. I think personally, because I saw all these in person at Toy Fair, and okay. they all slightly disappointed me. I think the Baryonyx needs um, a secondary or a, well, it's got two colors. It needs like a tertiary color in there. So, for instance, the mm-hmm. original Kenner Baryonyx is basically the same color. Uh, it's this green, it's this deep green color with like kind of darker stripes, but then it's also got like a red, like nose, mm-hmm. um, like a top, like a red top uh, bill. And so I think doing something like that would be really cool. And I don't get why they couldn't just ape the original Kenner look. Um, I know they kind of want to differentiate themselves, but you're already making a green Baryonyx just go nuts, go all the way. Um, I'm excited for that one because I think that uh, it's, I think that's fairly natural looking. It's just when we get into like the red and yellow Metricanthiosaurus, I'm like, what? Why? It's 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 like weird. It's just weird. It's like when Kenner did the um oh it wasn't an ankylosaurus that came with Ellie, but it, I forget what it was. Um, it was like that kind of dinosaur, but it was like bright purple and white. I'm like, what? Like, does that exist oh, in nature yeah. anywhere? Yeah. Like, is there any animal that that has this? <laughs> like, I can't. Like, I'm like racking my brain to like figure out where they got it. And um, th- this isn't like me harping on Mattel. They've done an absolutely. No job i just something happens at these studios at these toy companies on the second wave of anything where it's like there's no rule book anymore yeah it's interesting because like you know we got the um protoceratops we got two of those and they're neither of them are very natural looking but i do i like those i think they look pretty cool um the dimetrodon i think is not very natural looking but it looks awesome to me Uh, yeah the dimetrod the dimetrodon was a little um the Demetrodon was a little uh, leaving me with something a little lacking, but Good. the one that I am absolutely astounded by, and I want so many of these, and unfortunately, I just don't think it's going to happen. Is this? I've never even heard of this dinosaur before, this toy, but the Coriolis, Coloris, or something. I don't something along those lines. That's what I always say, Coloris. It is an absolutely fantastic sculpt. The coloring is a little bit unnatural, but to me, this is like the. This is like the dinosaur that is to me like equal with like the flamingo, right? This it's it's got a pink bill on it. It's got like some brown or some blue tiger stripes, a white body. But this is something that Jurassic World would put like up in the like visitor center area, like where people are walking around and they would put them like in a small like enclosure up front and there would be like dozens of them right and Mm -hmm. just the color alone would be absolutely outstanding and breathtaking and so i love this figure yes Um, yeah this is something that i didn't ask for i didn't want i didn't know i wanted it and when i saw it i was like need need Mm -hmm. as many as possible and i'm just hoping that more show up on shelves for everyone to get it's so bird-like and i think that's why it's really awesome because it has that raptor-ish look to it but it's even more bird-like and that color scheme while it looks like I, I kind of think the same way on online. It looked a little unnatural, but in person, it just looked so beautiful. Like everything about it was incredible. Um, and I said to you, I was like, I needed to order way more. I messed up. I only ordered one. I got to keep getting more because it's so, so good. Um, that's definitely a highlight. But along those lines, the Herrera source came out along with that one in a package, uh, the new one. And it's, it's maybe better than the original, but I still, it's, Still not my favorite. 
just because of that design i think the 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 shape of the body and everything yeah the color on this new one is great and again it's just the body and the tail and it's just it's a weird figure man yeah. i don't know um i did at one point look up herrera source online and there is um limited there is limited uh reference for this animal so you know um mm -hmm. What they came out with does look close to something that you might see on Google image search. Now, what do you think of this um, Masaurus? Is that what it's called? Masaurus? Um, Masaurus? Yeah, it's um, this little uh, little Apatosaurus looking guy. It's very small. It's about the size of the Herrerasaurus or the a Raptor or something. I'm excited about it. I To me, as far as like sauropods go, like I really appreciate them giving us, uh, we're getting three, it looks like, this coming year. Um, and we have in history have never really had any uh except for like a small brachiosaur i want to say with jurassic park three um i'm fine oh, yeah. like i i'm excited to get it i don't know if i necessarily love the color of it yeah uh, but you know i get what they're trying to do they're they're not a they're not as much as we want to hope they are they're not appealing to 35 year old uh men they're appealing to kids so yeah. <laughs> i don't know uh, i'm kind of i'm kind of like appealed to this item because i think it looks um better in the images i've seen of people finding it in store because apparently this is showing up as well um, okay. a lot of these are showing up way earlier than i expected so keep your eyes peeled because this is on the shelves apparently um but i i've seen it look better in the package than it looks on this stark white background with just the image of the dinosaur um sure. so that looks pretty cool to me it's interesting i'm i'm glad there's a new design out there that's one i, I might need to see in person um what else we have? The Proceratosaurus, which is a new upgraded uh, color scheme there. What do you think of that? Yeah, I, I really like this one too. I actually liked the original uh, with the red head, but this one gives me yeah. vibes of like a fiery male mallard duck. Um, okay. I really dig this this orange head. The picture I'm seeing here, there's actually some like color variation in the orange down to the red. That might just be some lighting there. Uh, yeah, Maybe. I really dig this figure. I think I have like three or four of the original. So I'm, <laughs> I'm down to get three or four more of this one. Yeah, I, I'm I'm like kind of tossed up. I really like the original. This one looks pretty awesome. So side by side when I get them, I'll be like, all right, this is the better one probably. Um, underneath that, on on we're looking on jptoys.com right now. They have a full list of all this stuff. Uh, the Mononychus, I, I guess is how you maybe pronounce this next one. It's very, even more bird-like than the, the, the last one we were discussing before this is like legit a straight up an emu <laughs> yeah it's it's interesting dude it's it's a bird it's it's awesome though i think i think it's kind of cool i i know that dinosaurs had feathers i'm not denying science i just I, <laughs> feathers and giraffe like i'm I, i'm sorry guys i'm the one i don't like feathers in jurassic park um but this is fine um i think if jurassic world were a real place you would definitely start to see uh, dinosaurs with feathers as they uh, innovated and wanted to become, you know, put out different variations. And as the public might outcry for more realistic dinosaurs, you might actually start to see dinosaurs with feathers in Jurassic World, the amusement park. Um, yeah, I like this one. I, I'm done. I love this. Like, I love the bottom of the neck has that orange color. So like the mm -hmm. the whole thing is uh, kind of a a blue, a dark blue to light blue with like yellow feet which are kind of weird but i get it they're basically trying to portray like the, the like the 
uh yeah I'm like the the, feathers are like kind of like wearing down and you're getting that reptilian skin uh near the feet um but the bottom of the neck has a very like bright orange uh neck and this is actually something that you would see in nature i've seen birds almost exactly like this on like planet earth or something like that where mm-hmm. you know it's like an all black bird but like it just blows up this giant like bulbous neck thing that's bright orange to like attract a mate this is a really cool figure and a great yeah. paint job so lastly here on these at least uh repaints um i want or well, there's a few more i guess but um the repaints of the different raptors to resemble the raptor squad uh what's your thoughts on on these um i don't know i like you're talking like i like charlie i think i saw charlie uh yeah this it's kind of cool um but we already have quote unquote delta in the same exact pose um so for me like and i think blue there's a blue figure that's in this exact pose too it's not what i consider to be the definitive blue again as i've said on the podcast before i think the definitive blue is the battle damage blue from Walmart, but um, I'm I'm cool with this. Uh, I got no problem. I want to hunt down at least one. Um, yeah. And then there's there's the crouching raptor that's like kind of the yellow mustardy color with like. But here's the thing: yellow mustard base with like an aqua blue striping. Like it doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> I don't. Those, color, those colors don't go. Like I think if you took almost. I can't imagine an art class where they'd be like, yes, these colors go well together. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, well, that's, that's, they're, they're like paint by numbers versions of the dinosaurs that you see in the movies. This is Echo, I believe, at the bottom here, the, the crouching, uh, raptor that has been out for a while. They just repainted it. Um, I don't know. They're just a little too, um, Bland are they a little late? Are they a little me. late to the game, do you think, for doing the raptor squad? Like, do you think this should have been wave one off the bat? No, I, I don't think that pertained too much to that time frame uh, around that release. I'm okay with them releasing it now. I just think that there's not enough effort into making them look as good as Blue looks. You know, in, in pretty much every version of Blue, it looks very good. Um, there are different standout versions, of course, but I think they all look really good and natural. These ones just look like, hey, I threw green on top of Blue. You know, like, it doesn't really look all that, like, uh, blended and and natural, they just look like two different colors on top of each other, right? And then, like you know, back to the Raptors, we've got this one that is essentially the Jurassic Park three mold because it's got like the quills on the back, um, and it's basically the ju- it's basically the jumping Raptor with the Jurassic Park three head sculpt. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's actually fine, except for the fact that they painted blood on it or something. Oh yeah, yeah, like. I know that I was a weird kid, but I did not. I was not the kid that painted blood on my Jurassic Park figures. A lot of kids <laughs> did. Like I remember kids all the time painting with red marker and stuff. But yeah, I wasn't that kid because if I want blood on it, I will put blood on it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. You don't have to do it for me. And again, maybe I was a weird kid, but if I was having these thoughts as a kid, there's got to be some other kids out there, right? That are having the same exact thoughts. I don't oh, know for sure. Yeah. Um, we also have that weird looking Dilophosaurus. Uh, what do you think of this purple thing? Huh? It's a, it's a little weird. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> like, I don't get it. Like I, I don't even, I don't think I even have one. I might have one that looks close to the original movie. Yeah, I do. Okay. It was, it was in like one of the target multi-packs, but I hate this hinge. And, oh yeah, and I, I don't like the permanent frill. Like they could actually do, there it, it could actually be cheaper 
because they wouldn't have to pay for screws and whatnot. But it could just be cheaper to do it like how Kenner did the original electronic one, which is just make a frill that you pop on. Yeah. Yeah, um, that I do love that pop on frill. That was always one of my favorite things. That's that's an attachment that I do still have, surprisingly. Um and I think that's where it comes from is that mm-hmm. kids lose the attachments. Like I gave my nephew just the other day, um, dude, I got the net launching Jeeps here in Canada for like ten bucks, which is like seven dollars American. Okay. So naturally <laughs> I'm like, heck yeah, let's grab two of those. And I showed him how the net launcher works and I'm not kidding, man. Like within 15 minutes, those things were gone. Like I found them and gave them to my sister, but I guarantee once they left the, uh, once they left my eyes, th- those nets are gone. Um, you know, kids just lose that stuff so quickly. Yeah. And, and so to attach it makes sense, but I want a full size Dilophosaurus anyway. And the more that we perpetuate that Dilophosaurus is this little dinosaur, then it's just it almost feels like it's never going to happen, and that my tweets mm-hmm. to Colin Trevorrow <laughs> and Emily Carmichael explaining to them yeah. how big a Dilophosaurus is is just going to be in vain. Yeah, well, at least the cool thing about this specific toy, um, while it's not big or anything, it does spit, so it will be a water-based toy. So that's pretty cool. Um, which you is know, cool. kind of replicating the past. It is replicating the past, which is cool, but it's also weird, like my sister being a new mom is very conscious of these toys that, that are like absorb water. And that's actually a big no, no these days with yeah. little kids toys that absorb water because they end up getting gross and moldy inside. Yep. I can't tell you how often I'm throwing out bath toys because I, I go to squirt it and it just shoots out black stuff. And I'm yeah. like, Oh, you're going into garbage now. Yeah, and I feel I, bad. It's like, Oh, this little nice dinosaur toy. Bye. Uh, all yeah, right. exactly. So I don't really get why they would do this, although there's obviously no law against having a toy that works <laughs> water because they would have all be taken off the shelf by now. But yeah, uh, a weird decision, but cool. I mean, that's great that they're again. I ask them to ape Kenner all the time. Just just steal the ideas, and here they've done it, and it' great, awesome. They've done what I've asked. Yeah, another one we forgot to mention earlier was that uh, concavenator. Um, the repaint, which uh, is kind of like the Superman repaint of the crew. <laughs> you seen that one? It's not good. No, I'm passing on it 100%. Yeah. Um, it doesn't make, again, this tan brown with this purple face um, doesn't make sense. I think the new. Yeah, I don't. And then like the red tip on the fin. I don't know, man. Like, this I is d- the thing. Who's asking for this? I don't get it. Like, well, I don't get it either. And here's the thing. Mattel has already proven that they're very aggressive in reusing sculpts over and over and over again. This is my conundrum, right? I want more. I don't want more of what I consider to be kind of a gross color scheme. But if I pass on this one, I just kind of know that they'll come out with another one in six months that maybe I'll like better. Like Mm -hmm. they're so aggressively reusing sculpts and and honestly to their benefit, like I've got plenty of dinosaurs here that are the same exact sculpt. Um, but I just feel like passing on one doesn't mean that I'm never going to see it again. It, it does, it's not like the old Very days. True. It doesn't feel like the old days. Yeah. Um, speaking of the old days, we, uh, have the return of the Quetzalcoatlus. Um, that thing looks pretty cool. I think it looks pretty awesome. Um, it's very different than the original, but, um, very cool. It's very different. Um, this looks a little more like what a Quetzalcoatlus is. I, I kind of wish that they would have made this a 
colossal figure. Oh, I don't boy. know. I don't know how like realistic that is, or even I don't know, even like maybe the size of like the Spinosaurus or one of the medium sized T Rexes. I think this could have been like a really standout piece. It's great as it is. I kind of dig this this fiery. It still has the fiery beak like the original mm-hmm. does. Um, unfortunately, I still like the original better. Um, and I, I think that's just because I think that red and black go well together. This one almost looks like a tropical uh, kind of bird uh, that they've got here. Um, it is one of the bigger pteranodon quote you know unquote body types. Uh, so it doesn't look like it's a small figure. It's a dual attack. Uh, it's got a long neck. I'm very excited. I just would have been, I think, even more excited if this was a much bigger uh, figure, not based on old uh, toy parts. Yeah. Um, and before we move on here, the last one, the Amargosaurus, um, what do you think of that one? Uh, I'm very excited for it. Um, again, I'm super excited for the Brachiosaur, and so the yeah. Amargosaurus is something I'm super stoked to have. I'm cool with this color. You have like a, that sandy brown that goes into a darker color with a tertiary like bright color to kind of draw attention to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, really cool. I like it. Yeah, any kind of sauropods mixed in I think is fantastic. Um but yeah, that's I mean that's the most of of the newer things coming. I mean, we got Franklin coming at some point, uh, a yeah. few other of course there's a few other things in the mix as well. Um but is there anything that you are hoping for because we have it's it's 2019 now and we have all of this the rest of this year, all of 2020 and I think it there probably won't be anything until April of 2021 because then they'll refresh the entire thing start over for jurassic world 3 um is there anything before jurassic world 3 toys hit that you are looking for from mattel i'm looking for more humans unfortunately i don't think we're gonna get much more beyond franklin um humans just seem to sit on the pegs for some reason yeah Uh, i don't get what i don't get what dinosaurs are eating out there if they're not eating people figures um (laughs) little dinosaurs I guess I'm really excited for this destroy and devour Indominus Rex, even though I think the sculpt is it's, it's a lot better than the Hasbro one. I just don't think it's necessarily a hundred percent. It's not as like accurate to the Indominus as I think like the T-Rexes are to the T-Rex. Um, but I'm really excited for it. Um, I, I really would love, uh, even if they wanted to repaint the Jurassic park Jeep Wranglers, if they wanted to give them a Jurassic world, uh, makeover, and I'm also really hoping that we see a legacy style uh, Ford Explorer. Mm-hmm. That's something that everyone's been wanting. It would look absolutely amazing in this line. I don't know if maybe Ford's not playing nice, um, you know, because Ford has not been in a Jurassic movie since the first one. So I don't know. Maybe they're just not into it, uh, you know, letting that license go for Jurassic. Um, well, I think you know, did I don't um, know. as far as. Uh front and center did jurassic park three didn't grant have a ford uh pickup truck i don't know man did maybe, he maybe i think i think it might have been but uh that's besides the point <laughs> we we need that pickup there. truck from jurassic park three made mattel come on no mattel don't waste your ra- <laughs> don't make don't waste your resources do, do me a yeah. favor don't waste your resources don't do it no it's fine um, but yeah, I think you're uh, you're hitting it uh, on the nose there. We need that explorer. We need, I would love that repaint of the uh, the Jeep to Jurassic World colors because we've seen that Jeep now um, included in 
Jurassic World live tour. And I, right. I've, I have heard that they're maybe working on some sort of toys for the live tour. Oh, so, fantastic. you know, I mean, we saw when you went to Jurassic World, the exhibition, there was a ton of items in there. Um, there was exhibition exclusive posters and different things and magnets, whatever um, hats. But there wasn't really specific toys that not not that they really needed them. I guess you could have made a Pachyrhinosaurus or something like that resembled the one there. Um, but that was all mostly stuff that we've already seen or had. But this is going to have some new stuff like the the Troodon. So maybe we'll see a genie um, created somewhere. That's the name of the dinosaur. Um, so that would be really cool if we get stuff like that or that that blue Jeep. That would be fantastic, I think. Yeah, the blue Jeep actually is now, while it's never been referenced in the Jurassic World movies, the blue Jeep has, like like you're saying, it's now been part of uh, Jurassic World Live. Uh, it is in Jurassic World Evolution. You yeah. can have that Jeep in the blue color. Um, you know, Jeeps don't have square uh, headlamps today uh, like they did in the early 90s. However, I think a repaint of this mold would be completely acceptable uh, as far as, like, it's nothing that's actually been referenced in a movie. So just repainting this Jeep would be totally fine. Mm -hmm. um, I, I really want more human figures. I would love to get more into the legacy stuff. Although I don't know. I don't know where target stands on that stuff because it seems like they were just clearancing out a ton to make way for toy story, which is fine. Um, which by the way, those toys look amazing. They look so good. I originally saw them at toy fair and now they're in stores and Yes, they're taking up a majority of the Jurassic space, but um, they do look really, really good. And I'll probably yeah. be buying. They're they're going to do a killing for sure. Um, I'll be buying a lot of them because my kid loves Toy Story. So yeah, I saw a I saw a tweet or a Facebook post like why why is Toy Story taking up so much Jurassic space? It's like because it's going to make a killing. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. They're gonna they're gonna destroy toy records as far as sales go. Like to me, those toys look like Toy of the Year material, just like Jurassic World was Toy of the year material mm -hmm. uh, last year. Um, but yeah, more humans, more legacy stuff. If even if they just want to call it Jurassic world and they, you know, and get rid of the legacy uh, name, I'm fine with that. Uh, just to get like a Sarah Harding figure, um, you know, or an Eddie Carr figure, any, anything yeah. that's going to be figures that represent the old movies. I don't care if you put the Jurassic world logo on it. Like I get it. I get the difference. Um, but yeah, I want more humans and uh, more cars, which I know, like we haven't seen any cars in the in the latest releases, so it seems like the cars are just sticking to what was represented on screen, uh, which is kind of unfortunate. Uh, I think we might be getting a motorcycle maybe somewhere in the future here, um, and we did somewhat recently get a uh, ATV. Not that that it's kind of it doesn't look all that great to me, so I never I picked that one up. Did you get it? Yeah, I have the ATV um, more or less because I wanted the Stigi, the Stigi Yeah, Mollick, that does which, look cool. Which I don't even really know. It wasn't a Stigi Mollick, It was a Draco Rex, which oh, I don't yeah, even know yeah. why I was like super wanting it because every time I want one of these white Dracos, I would have to buy the ATV, which is not going to happen because I don't need <laughs> 10 more Owen figures. Why did this not come with Barry? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Barry drives the ATV in Jurassic World. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That would have made a lot more sense, but it would have made a lot more sense. Things less... don't always make sense, do they? <laughs> no. Um, I really love this rampy Ramphorinkus, Rampo, Rampo or something. 
Dude, I don't know. It's really cool. I love that figure. Um, and I just want to give Mattel, whoever is their packaging designer on this Dino Rivals this year, like oh, yeah. standing ovation. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely fantastic. Uh, I I told uh, my wife, I said, you know, I have a, rec- a reoccurring dream and I've had it since I was a little kid that like the Jurassic Park line is like magically reproduced, right? And it's it's really weird. I can't control it, but I have this reoccurring dream, like probably once a year maybe once every 18 months that the toys have been like restocked and i took a photo at walmart on my latest trip home with all these dino rivals and this red and yellow packaging and it is like it is almost like dreams come true kind of thing Mm -hmm. like it's it's absolutely phenomenal it's beautiful uh it makes every single toy pop uh like crazy um it's reminiscent of the old kenner line uh, which I love. Uh, it's it's absolutely stunning. They should be commended for sure on this marketing, um, especially the packaging for this for this line. It's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it's so funny how the old stuff looks like really outdated now. You know, next to these Dino Rivals things. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And it's so funny, like you said, it makes everything pop. The items that we had already just discussed that I said I don't like, they look good in the package. Like somehow they look good, and that's all that matters. Because when I get to the store and I see, I didn't like this figure online, but when I see it here in the package, it kind of looks awesome. That's all that matters to them because then I'm going to spend my money. Um, so they've done a killer job. So that's that's incredible. So like I said, we, we call it where it is. Um, we like certain things. And like I said, I might hate that figure online, but I might buy it in person. It really depends. And I, I think Mattel's doing a great job uh on most of the stuff so that's all we can yeah, say most 80 percent 100 it yeah it looks beautiful yeah. um there's just a few gripes and honestly those are my gripes those don't have to be pushed on anyone else oh no no yeah that's the thing is like I, i'm i only talk the way i talk because this is how i want to do it and this is what i want to say about these things and if you agree sure if you don't agree go ahead do something else um but don't harp on the fact that people are doing their work because we appreciate these items so yeah yeah and then let's see is there anything else that you want in 2019 um i don't know i think you hit it on the head with the figures i want them more humans i would i mean i joke about it all the time but if mattel is listening to this and you appreciate our commentary please make the donald Gennaro bathroom set i really want that breakaway oh you could um, have falling walls that, like on falling hinges. walls yep breakaway bathroom with a toilet and Donald Gennaro in his shorts and his like, you know, suit shorts. I want that. Give him a little briefcase in the bathroom. I don't care. Like what kid would that not would be want amazing. A toilet set. <laughs> I know it sounds so stupid, but it would be it would be so killer to have it that. Like a playset. That's a playset right there. You could sell that so hard. The T-Rex like steps on a button and it like mm-hmm. explodes away. That'd be amazing. Think of all the recreations, the amazing toy photography, the videos that people would be making. It would be incredible to have that set. Well, that's a toy set completely designed for the thrash and throw, right? Because the thrash and throw bends over to pick up a human. And like, yeah. thrash, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Where is this, Mattel? Come on. Um, I would also love, uh, there's rumors that we're getting a Spinosaurus release uh, from Walmart. Yeah, I would love that because I want to get my nephews. Um, I already have Indominuses pre-ordered for them. Uh, we'll see if I get them from Amazon. Amazon likes to cancel a lot of my pre-orders. Um, <laughs> but I have Indominus 
uh, pre-ordered for them through Amazon. I would love to get them Spinosaurus, but like getting two Spinosaurus from the UK, like I don't, I don't think that's happening. Yeah. Well, what what kind of color scheme are you going to be looking for on a, a new battle damage uh, Spinosaurus? Are you are you expecting similar something similar or wildly different, or what would your dream be for the figure? Hmm. I don't know. I really love the original figure. Um, I think for the sake of my nephews, because they don't have one, I would actually like the same color palette, just I guess with some scratches, because the rumor is it's a Walmart exclusive, which means battle damage uh, paint jobs, right? Yeah. So it would be the scratches. I'm fine with that, I guess. Um, for me, I maybe, I don't know, nothing too wild and crazy, but I don't. I don't know. That's a yeah. really good question. Yeah, I think I. I can't think of any design, or I just don't want it to be like purple or something. You know, just don't yeah, make it too no. wild. Make no, it something nothing. that's classic. Yeah, a little like kind of classic. Nothing like the camo extreme or anything, uh, you know, like that. But, uh, you know, something along the lines of like, uh, kind of how this this plesiosaurus. I like this. I like the plesiosaur. Color scheme here. I don't have it mm-hmm. pulled up. Uh, or even like the Parasaurolophus has a really cool color scheme, or even like the Concavenator, like the Gen 1. I love that color scheme on that Concavenator. It's really, really cool. Um, See, I, I d- really the, dislike the um, Parasaurolophus. I, th- I think that's not good. You don't like the Parasaurolophus? No. So I'm a little hit or miss on it. Like, I like it in the sense that I feel like because it's not matching the Crash McCurry stuff, which Again, this is another figure. It's unfair to rate it based yeah, on the fact the it, Kenner it is. One, the Kenner one is perfect. Uh-huh. P-E-R-F-E-C-T. Like, you cannot get, in my opinion, better than the Kenner one because it matches the Crash McCurry stuff perfectly. Um, this was close. Well, the uh, only reason it matches is because it's spot like spot on the perfect pose. Now, this one is just bending down in different pose, which is fine. I, I actually don't mind the pose. The sculpt is okay. It's not nearly as good as the other one, but that color is ugly to me. It kind of, I don't know. Like, I guess when I think about the Parasaurolophus from like the Lost World, I know that it's not this color, but it's it yellow. Could, I don't, it's just, it looks yeah. not that great to me. It's if it was a tan, that would be one thing, but it's yellow. Yeah, it's it's like a yellowish, tannish, yolky kind of color. Yeah, it just doesn't blend all that well for me. Um, I just did a review on it, which I haven't posted yet. So there you go. There's my review. I don't like it. <laughs> um, but yeah, for a Spinosaurus, like, you know, whatever. Just don't don't go crazy. Just look at a color wheel and pick three colors that go together and make it beautiful yeah um but yeah i don't know what do you want to do you want to move on to the next thing you have any final thoughts on mattel no i know how much people out there love hearing us talk about mattel for hours on end (laughs) yeah i know maybe give them a time code so they can skip ahead (laughs) let's move on okay a new carnator i need a new carnator oh that would that would be pretty awesome Uh, i mean that first one was pretty you know flawless so it's almost perfect the the next one would just be a disappointment (laughs) a new Um, car tour that doesn't disappoint yeah that would be hard uh moving on here to our next topic i just kind of want to cover uh the theme parks now i know i talk about this a lot and me and you are are always talking about the theme parks 
Um, so there's been, you know, a ton of updates since we've been away and while we've, you know, been producing episodes as well. Um, Hollywood, as you guys all know, has Jurassic World, the ride. We just saw that awesome commercial, um, pop up. what do you think about that commercial? The commercial was actually really cool. I thought it was, uh, it's Universal Studios Hollywood, so I guess they do make movies there. That was a little weird that like the people from the movies are running away, but it was fun. Um, I it caught my attention. I th- I thought it was interesting. It gave me a smile. I don't think that these commercials need to be mind blowing. Um, I'm a little disappointed with what seems like it's going to be just more movie screens on a on a ride, but we'll see. Maybe there's just one or two. Uh, you know, you never know. Well, yeah, I think um, I think it will be the only way to really convey what they're trying to show you, um, yes. because if you're if you're trying to make make people believe that the Mosasaurus is right there in this very small area of the ride, there's no way to do it outside of having a screen there. And I think the screens are going to be a bit different than you'd expect. Um, it's going to look less screeny and more like glass with stuff behind it. Yes, um, I hope that's the case. Yeah, I've been hearing a lot about potentially uh, these these glass pat- patents uh, that will project images on there and the glass can actually crack and do things that a typical screen cannot do. Really? So, that's cool. Yeah, I, I was uh, discussing that with Alicia Stella. Uh, she has an awesome... Uh, we I think we spotlighted her here on one yep. uh, episode and I was actually on, uh, which I've talked about here before, um, one of her... Um, what do you call it? Patreon exclusive episodes. We talked all about Jurassic around the world in theme parks. Um, but that's a really cool potential patent that could show up in this ride. Um, the commercial did also showcase the boat, you know, going next to that potential screen area with the Mosasaurus. And the Mosasaurus comes up, cracks the glass, goes away. And the boat, you can see it jostling, which is not something that ever happened before on that boat right. ride because as we know right. the boat ride hasn't changed it's still the same like ride system but they've added in these little implementations of like um paddles or something that would that could rock the boat so yeah. you know you'll get that motion when the when the mosasaurus comes up and hits it's going to hit you it's going to you're going to feel it which is pretty cool that they're adding in stuff like that yeah, that's pretty cool. And I'm not I'm not anti-screen. Like I've always said, I think what could liven up the Jurassic Park uh, Orlando is a screen that's integrated into some like plants and kind of hidden by a framework of foliage, like with raptors like darting in and out or just other animals. I mean, it doesn't have to be a raptors, right? Because ra- we're kind of overkill with raptors when it comes to Jurassic. But like anything to kind of add to the outside portion because I, unfortunately I think that outside portion, while it does look like Jurassic park for a, for a, um, not a, maybe what's the word I'm looking for for just a, a regular everyday, like park goer, they want to see dinosaurs. And I think like hardcore fans know that when you're walking around, you're probably not seeing dinosaurs like in the walking area. Um, but I think a casual fan kind of wants to see dinosaurs outside. I think screens are really a real good way to do that. Um, and as long as they do something different with it, uh, I'm totally fine. Now there won't be a ton of outside um, areas no, anymore. So that's this is Hollywood. Yeah. So Hollywood will have a lot of, a lot more indoor. There will be, I think a small section um, that'll have 
I think potentially some Raptors. So you might see Blue and, and the crew out there. I don't know how many of them. Um, but you you got to understand that Blue will make an appearance here. They haven't really talked about it at all. But it's a Jurassic World ride centered around the events of Jurassic World. Blue will be there. Um, and I think there's two to three Mosasaurus scenes. So I think there's supposed to be that initial um, at the very beginning screen and then maybe a second portion as well. Um, that's that's as far as I've been hearing at least. So that, that could be pretty cool. Um, there was an interesting thing that I, I forget where it came from or where I heard it, but uh, they were talking about a transition at the very beginning of the ride. So I don't know if you saw this image that was a picture, somebody took a picture of the ride. And when you go up that lift hill at the very beginning, and then it makes a, a turn to the left, um, mm-hmm. there's there's a big mural in there with a dinosaur fossils on the wall. And it says, when dinosaurs ruled the earth in, in nice Jurassic text on the bottom. Um, and I, I was hearing that the bones will transition from bones to an actual dinosaur somehow. Um, now, whether that happens from projection mapping or some sort of trick of the eye, because like in Pirates of the Caribbean out in California, there's a, a nice moment where you're you're going past this guy that's sitting on this like swing thing and he's a skeleton. But then when you go by him, magic happens and he's all of a sudden a human and it's crazy. It's awesome. So check that out if you haven't seen that online. Yeah, I'll have to um, check that out. It seems really neat. This could happen as far as that's concerned, um, some sort of trick of the eye or just a projection map on the wall. Um, but that's cool. I- I'm excited for these new things that are um, supposedly there's supposed to be a lot of unheard of you know, things, new technology I- implemented into this ride. So it's very exciting, I think. Sounds like they're going all out. Sounds like they're not just reskinning, which is exciting. Um, I'm all up for some innovation, especially in Jurassic. And my big my biggest concern is that they need to do things that they can keep on top of because i think Jurassic ride uh you know over the years there's things in those rides that they just disconnected and for instance like the falling jeep uh at one Mm -hmm. point like from what i heard like it just stopped falling at one point they were like well no we're done yeah Um, it just kind of like i think it's still teetered maybe teeters Um, there yeah. yeah but yeah and it's so weird you know because Orlando doesn't doesn't even have that. They just have a different thing that moves right. all together. But um, that one still always works. But uh, the 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 Explorer never fell after that, and that was a really really cool piece of the the puzzle there. Um, but I think that's the part of making a lot of this indoors is you don't have to have all these worries about outdoor sections that will you know deteriorate. Uh, you know the dinosaurs won't look as good. The stuff won't work as well. So. I guess you don't have to really worry about all that as much. I guess not. I think what I always loved about Jurassic Park, the ride, was the sense that it was a ride that was based off of uh, a ride from the book and a ride that was briefly talked about in the background of Jurassic Park, uh, the Jungle River Cruise, uh, like in the during the dinner sequence. Yeah, um, It was something that to me existed in that world and it was the only place you could experience it because it wasn't in a movie. Um, it was, it was not in a book except for the, the raft that they get into in Jurassic park, uh, in the aviary, uh, sequence. Um, the idea of dinosaurs outside, that's what Jurassic is to me. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to complain about something that I, that I don't know. 
Yeah. And I, I think we've talked about it plenty is like, it's tough because you're putting the ride in a specific time frame and saying that, Hey, this ride takes place essentially at the outbreak of the Indominus Rex, because at the end of the ride, you get the T-Rex and the Indominus battling it out right before you fall down, um, back, you know, down that, uh, 84 foot, I think drop it is. Um, right. so it's interesting because I had to explain this to somebody online. I was like, well, this is weird because this never actually happened. None of this actually happened in the movie as far as them fighting right there. And right. they're like, well, they do fight in the movie. And I'm like, yes, but they didn't fight at the top of a lift hill hill near a ramp that takes it all the way down, blah, blah, blah. All that stuff like that never happened in the movie unless the cameras disappeared for a while and they went off and fought somewhere else. That never happened. So you got to like give and take when it comes to this ride, because we know there was never a raft ride in Jurassic World like that. There was the um, Cretaceous Cruise or whatever it was called, where it was just a canoe, basically, or something, kayak, I think. Um, but there was never this raft ride in Jurassic World. So, And specifically one that goes up to go to the underground Mosasaurus viewing area, right? That makes no sense. The underground, well, there was an underneath the tank viewing area, but it wasn't, yeah, you weren't on a boat. You were, but yeah, you were in a, a platform that went down with the seating. But what I'm saying is like, you start in a boat, you go up a hill and then you're in the underground Mosasaurus viewing area. That's true. But like, how does that Jurassic, work? I don't know. But like, <laughs> even, yeah, how does that work? Even in Jurassic Park, the ride, it, Jurassic Park, the ride never really made sense either. Right. Because you're on the jungle river cruise and then a Paris or Alphys, knocks you off your course and all of a sudden you go into some I mean what was the what was the in-world reason for the giant indoor lift area like I I, I know well, there I was would a think thing. I would technically think it's probably like any other um ride because on uh you know let's say Space Mountain or something you know you have your your track your typical track that you go on every day but then there's also another path that is usually by the um, the loading station where, you know, you can go do maintenance on the ride. And it's a, a facility that looks oddly like the lift hill in Jurassic Park, the ride. So that's kind of what I would assume. You just go off course towards this other thing. Um, but yeah, I don't know why there there would be a lift hill inside of a very tall building that goes down and drops at the end. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean... Um, the the second half of Jurassic Park, the ride doesn't really make a lot of sense. It's just a reason to get you on a, uh, a, a tour of carnivores that eventually leads to the Tyrannosaurus Rex, which mm -hmm. as time has gone on, I don't think that final T-Rex sequence is very uh, thrilling. So I'm excited to see what oh, they I don't can think it's do. too bad. It's I've done, I've ridden it a billion times now. And so like, Usually, like the 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 steam isn't good enough anymore to hide. Fair, yeah, the, the it's just the floating wrecks. Yeah, yeah, it's just sitting there. <laughs> um, so something to maybe maybe the T Rex and the Indominus, maybe they're always fighting all all day throughout the day, and so there's never this moment of like a T Rex that just sits there. Like, yeah, well, you you gotta yeah you gotta stop with the A to B and then reset. You got to stop with that. So it's got to be right. continuous. Right. Um you can't have that reset like the Ultrasaurus did where oh, you know it went this it started yeah. in A and then it went to B and then it went back or whatever and then just you saw it like die. Like that was it. Yeah. Like, and then it then it resets and then it goes back and it's just it looked really bad. So you kind of need to stop that. And I think these 
as far as I know, I believe this will be side to side. So the, they'll be on either side of you. Um, and then you'll go down the middle. Um, so That's essentially awesome. they'll be fighting over you. That would That's be really awesome. cool. That'd be very cool. Um, so that's pretty much Hollywood as far as the ride's concerned. They are building the Raptor Encounter next to it right now. They're adding a lot of rock work next to the water. Um, I just saw that the waterfall has been turned back on. Um, the ride has been testing right there. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for the new look of the area because it's going to be fully Jurassic. All they did was throw a, a new paint job on the buildings and it automatically looked like you know, a lot of the paddock areas in Jurassic World. Like, it just looked naturally like that. So that was really cool, I think. Yeah, I don't really love the the white and black boats. But However, that's because I really like the 90s mm-hmm. green, yeah. red, and yellow aesthetic of the original. This this definitely seems very uh, cold, which is what Jurassic World's... Uh, to me, that's what all their all their cars and motors. Mm-hmm. It, it all looks very cold. Everybody, me, so. I think everybody can agree with you there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this looks right for Jurassic World. I'm excited to see how that new Raptor encounter is is working because it's a very small looking room that they've been that they built literally right next to where the the um, boat comes falling down. It's a so, very small park. Well, that's true. Yeah. Um, you know, there's not a ton of area for a queue or anything like that. I don't know because the raptor encounter has, has at least in that park, always been a roaming raptor encounter. Um, so I'm glad that it will be behind a plant or a bush so it will hide how hideous that figure looks outside. Uh, because the one in Orlando looks phenomenal because it's hiding. And you don't see the lower half as much as you do out in California where it's roaming around and it looks not so great. Um, now it's... California still using the old. No, they're, they're using they're using the new one still. Um, but at this point, I think because of all the 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 wear and tear and the outdoors, it doesn't look all that great. And it okay. looks the color is bad. It's like brown on the legs now and like gray on the body. It looks really not that great out right. out in the open. So when you hide it, it looks phenomenal. Like Orlando just looks really good um, because it's hidden behind a lot of plants and stuff. Sure. So. Um, I'm excited to see what that new Raptor encounter is because I don't really know how they're going to work that just yet. Um, so they're still building all that. They actually just framed out the thing and now there's walls on there. So that's cool. Um, and then the, the gates are getting a, you know, an update as well. So they will be the Jurassic world gates. Um, but yeah, there's not really a ton else to talk about as far as Hollywood is concerned. So we will be finding out soon though. Um, it's going to be happening soon. As far as the gates go, like at least kudos to them. They're not just repainting old things to look like Jurassic World. They're investing the money and the time, you know, to make this look a hundred percent like Jurassic World. I hate to say it, you know, out with the old and with the new, but at least when they're bringing the new, they're bringing it. Yeah, you know. Let's move over to Orlando now. Uh, they've been doing a ton of stuff. It's basically Wall City down there because they've put up walls pretty much all over the place. Um, they're doing. So much work. I think they just walled off the T-Rex. Um, and they've been moving the vehicles around a lot recently. Now the the Jeep, which was has been repainted, looks beautiful. Um, that's underneath the Spinosaurus. So that makes no does sense. Does it look like the actual Jeep and it not does. Like a weird maroon color like the other one? Oh, no. Yeah, the Explorer looked really bad. Um, but I don't know where that is currently. I haven't seen okay. that in a little while. Oh, they, the, Jeep, the Explorer... 
The Explorer usually has been with the Spinosaurus, but I think just recently the Mercedes was over there, and they moved that again, and now the Jeep is there. The Jeep looks really good. Um, and the, I think, like I said, I think the T-Rex is walled off. There was a big uh, rock, uh, rock work that looked like a Triceratops. Um, that's gone now. Well, that's because um, that that was blocking the original Triceratops encounter, or it was the entrance to the original Triceratops I think, encounter. I think so maybe, um, but that yeah. yeah, that's gone now. Um, and so all you have you have the ride, you have the store and the restaurant right, or there's a few restaurants right there. Um, and, yeah, two rides. Um, and Camp Jurassic is still intact, so you can still utilize that. Um, so aside from just being walled off and and not getting the full um, atmosphere of the, of the park, you know, which is Jurassic. You feel like you need to see all these bushes and trees and, you know, all that stuff that makes it feel Jurassic. Um, the entire backside of the visitor or discovery center is now closed off because that's where the majority of the work is being done there. And the Triceratops encounter area, which is where this new roller coaster will be going. Um, they also just moved the Raptor encounter. So it closed in its original location um, which was kind of makeshift to begin with, you know, it really wasn't all that permanent feeling. Um, and now it's in a different location for the time being. It's actually like more undercover. It's very dark in there. It doesn't look as nice right now. Uh, it also looks pretty makeshift, but they will be making a, a permanent location, which I think is going to be near the pizza spot and the ride itself, the Jurassic park ride. Um, it's going to be in there somewhere. So, it's going to be nice, I think. A nice, full, actual, like, Raptor Encounter Center, um, which is going to be great, I think. Now, as far as the ride is concerned, um, it it looks like it's going to be great. A multi-launch coaster, pretty fast, pretty tall. Um, it's going to be, supposedly, all this supposedly, um, an Owen slash Raptor coaster. So you will get a, like a scene one or whatever it may, uh, will be where you see the raptors basically like, I guess, probably like they are in Jurassic World in those cages. Um, and essentially you will rock it out like you're being chased through the, the forest or whatever, so or the jungle. Um, that'll be cool. I think it'll be fun. I just think it really ruins the atmosphere of that area. And specifically, it, it does go right over to the Harry Potter section and I don't know how they're going to hide that. I don't know if they're going to be adding more trees in literally the middle of the water. But it's going to be weird. I think it's going to be weird. Yeah, I think it's really weird that you're going to be able to see the Harry Potter stuff from the Jurassic Park stuff. However, that those parks have done a really poor job in the last few years, especially adding more and more coasters. They've done a really poor job of blocking um, really anything that takes you out of the element, such as parking lots, uh, studio space next door. Uh, my school was there. And when the new coaster was put in over at universal studios, the one that played music, like you could see my school from there. Um, <laughs> rip ride rocket. Yeah. Dueling dragons. You could see like stuff. Um, they've done a really poor job of keeping the aesthetic while you're on the ride. Um, you know, it's, it's just something that they can't do that. Unfortunately, Disney down the street does masterfully. Now um, I think I think that that will be changing with Hagrid's magical motorbike adventure or or creature there's also more in that title that I'm forgetting. Um it's too long. But um I think they've d 
done, as far as I can tell, we haven't seen the ride in motion yet um, outside of, you know, leaks and stuff like that from around the park. But um, it looks like they're adding so many trees and, and it, there will be good vistas as far as the castle is concerned. But that's all to be foreseen still. Um, but that's supposed to be a top-notch coaster. This Jurassic coaster should be a little less than that as far as everything's concerned. Um but well, sure, it still seems like an exciting Rowling, coaster. Who gets final say in everything. Yeah. There's no yeah. one like that with Jurassic. No, yeah, you're right. I mean, if it's not passing the test there, it won't get made. Um, now, this right. is just like, hey, let's just throw a cool raptor coaster in there. Um, it will be utilizing, you know, locations that haven't been used in a long time. But it will be, I like I said, I feel like it's going to be ruining certain aspects of the land. Um but, you know, who's to say just yet? It'll be, should be more than, a little more than lightly themed. But, um, again, coasters are not necessarily what I think of when Jurassic comes to mind. I, and I don't know how this will all fit in. You know, an Owen Raptor coaster in a Jurassic Park area for the time being. As long as the Hollywood version does well, you can pretty much expect that to come to Orlando. But the time frames are, are a little messed up right now. It's not going to happen anytime soon. I don't think, um, but eventually you'd have to assume this all becomes Jurassic World. You would have to assume, and especially moving beyond Jurassic World 3, I don't think that it's going to end at Jurassic World 3. Now, that's not any kind of insider information or anything. I just got a gut feeling um, that as long as everything goes okay with like the rumored um, Crichton estate stuff and you know a jurassic world maybe not even a jurassic world 4 but like a jurassic world like maybe another trilogy or maybe some offshoots or maybe you know whatever um you know who knows but i don't think jurassic world is ending after jurassic world 3 i think trevorrow may may set a you know may step aside and let someone else come along and ruin everything <laughs> but uh <laughs> you know um that remains to be seen yeah, who knows? I'm excited to see what happens. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a lot to come as far as uh, theme parks are concerned. So it's all very exciting. But I'm why excited and nervous to see what happens. Yeah. Why don't we move over here? Let's get into a community spotlight first before we move into our final thing. Uh, and I just wanted to showcase, I mean, I know I mentioned it um, in our, our comeback episode at the beginning of the month, but uh, another podcast did pop up by our buddy Jurassic Vic. Uh, so you can find him on Instagram at Jurassic underscore Vic. Um, and it's called the Jurassic Collective Podcast. And I think it's pretty great because, first off, his production has been phenomenal. He's done a great job as far as all that's concerned. Um, and I think he's he's doing a great job at covering something that really hasn't been covered, you know? And I think with all the other podcasts and uh, YouTubers and all this other stuff that's out there for Jurassic – there hasn't really been a major focus on the vehicles outside of, you know, these great Instagram accounts and, and all this stuff. So he is, you know, hugely into all things vehicles and, and, you know, recreating these Jurassic Park vehicles. So he's super knowledgeable and all that stuff. And I think that's what you need when you want to focus on something so specific. Um, right. We've never really covered that here. You know, we've we've talked about the vehicles, of course, like how cool they are, how cool they look and all the details and stuff like that. But as far as getting in depth, talking with the people who who make these vehicles, who own the vehicles, who you know do all this great work with the vehicles, the motor, the the Jurassic Park motor pool, um, that's something that nobody else has really offered out there. So I think it's 
it's pretty perfect that you know he's he's covering that and i i love content that is focused on something in particular that you know nobody else is really working on yeah i've always said that jurassic is about three things it's about dinosaurs humans and cars and the the juxtaposition of those of dinosaurs with those other two things is kind of what draws me into jurassic um and by cars i kind of can extend that out to like rides and you know just human mechanical things right um and i guess i didn't realize i always knew there was a lot of different cars but what really struck me was when Matchbox did the entire line. You can get almost any car that's been in Jurassic. You can get in uh, a Matchbox car uh, after Fallen Kingdom came out, and it's extensive. It's the it, it's almost never ending, and there's different variations on some of these. And so, yeah, I think it's cool that there's someone out there who loves this very specific aspect of it mm-hmm. and covers it. Um, I wasn't even like it seemed like there were so many different cars for matchbox that I didn't even collect them until I was at the store the other day and they were like on clearance for like 70 cents. And I was like, okay, well I'm going to get as many as I can. So I have these reference. At least I have this reference for what these cars look like. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like I said, we've never really covered it all that much. And this is like a worldwide phenomenon, you know, the vehicles, everybody around the world loves these things um, and recreates them and it deserves a good coverage. So Jurassic Vic has done a great job and I know he's only a few episodes in so far. So definitely go download it. Um, You can find it on all the podcasting platforms out there and go follow him on Instagram. Like I said, at Jurassic Vic or I'm sorry, at Jurassic underscore Vic. Um, So Great job, dude. Thanks for uh, giving me something that I, I've never been able to cover myself. So I'm, I'm happy about that. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm looking forward to checking it out. All right. So why don't we dive into our final thing? I just want to kind of cover it quickly. Um, we don't know a ton of information about this as far as it's all concerned. But uh, there was a lot of Jurassic World Evolution leaks that popped up recently um, via 4chan. So this is all you know, believe it with a grain of salt type stuff. You've probably already all heard this. Um, And, uh, you know, some of it has already come true. So I'm just going to go through this real quick here. There's a little bit of information. So I'll I'll read it all out here and then we'll discuss it. So it says Jurassic World Evolution uh, Project Nero, uh, which is a new DLC that will contain the Acrocanthosaurus, the Proceratosaurus, and the Herarasaurus. July will be a Claire Deering DLC that will introduce a safari truck ride, paleobotany slash uh, growing plants for food in, in the feeder. Uh, there will be missions to save the dinosaurs from Nublar and move to Sanctuary Island. There is some decoration coming, but not much. Don't get excited. New dinosaurs are Albertosaurus, Oranosaurus, I believe, uh, and another. December will be a 1993 pack with Nublar and Sorna. Classic Jurassic, uh, classic Jeep uh, track ride to get around. Missions will be to get Jurassic Park back online. The next thing here is Jurassic World Evolution 2, Project Galileo. Now, this is a new IP that was mentioned recently, just a sequel to Jurassic World Evolution, releasing 2021. And it says, we can't fix Jurassic World Evolution, so we're going to make a new one. And lastly, we have Jurassic World Survival a Jurassic World themed survival game not much info on this at the moment. So that was that was really the entirety of the 4chan leaks there. So Aaron, what do we think because this first point was the release of the the uh carnivore 
um, DLC, which actually did just release. So there is a bit of credence here to this information is accurate. Um, it depends on what follows that as being accurate or not. Um, do you buy any of this information? I mean, maybe. Um, I think the most interesting thing there is, well, one, the Uranosaurus. Uh, that's my favorite dinosaur from Operation Genesis. It's basically a duckbill dinosaur with a giant sail on its back like Spinosaurus. Mm -hmm. um, and it's big. It's like, um, I mean, it's not as big as Spinosaurus, right? But it's it's a big, hefty dinosaur. So um, seeing that in the park would be really cool. I'd like to see what they can do with that. Well, that's where... I think a lot of discussion is happening right now on whether this is accurate or real or not, um, because the Albertosaurus and the Uranosaurus are big deals in Jurassic World, uh, Jurassic Park, Operation Genesis. Right. So it's like it's kind of obvious. It's like, hey, these are big dinosaurs in that game. So why don't I just copy and paste these into this this fake new or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, so that's that's maybe a, a negative aspect of to why this might be fake. Sure, um, but it might also be give credence as to why it could be real because it's like those that's a guaranteed win. Um, mm. I, but really, I think the because I think even like if there's a Claire Deering uh DLC with let's see, Safari Truck Ride, that's all you're really doing is you're changing up the models on a rigged uh gyrosphere ride, exactly. I would imagine. Yeah, um, the big thing for me here is the Jurassic World Evolution 2 rumor, mm -hmm. um, Project Galileo. I, I don't see Project Galileo being anything. In fact, if anything, they're not going to get rid of Jurassic World Evolution. So it would be my hypothesis that this would be Jurassic World Evolution 2 um, because Jurassic World Evolution now for them is a big uh, IP. If they name it, let's say Jurassic World Galileo or Jurassic World... So anything other than Evolution, you're going to have brand confusion as far as like what this is and i mm -hmm. think by saying if it were jurassic world evolution 2 you know what you're getting you're getting jurassic world evolution the next step and Ooh, there you go that's that's a good that's a good name for it <laughs> yeah yeah the next step um and if this were real which again we don't know um there's really no reason to think it's real uh necessarily except for that jurassic world evolution sold a ton of copies uh i think it exceeded their expectations as far as what a movie tie-in could do for them. Um, and it would not be the first time that we saw really any video game company not do a sequel. You know, doing sequels in video games is a huge deal. Yeah. Now, the whole, like, oh, we can't fix all the broken stuff, you know, quote-unquote, like, Jurassic World Evolution isn't broken. It's exactly it's for the most part exactly what people asked for, which was Jurassic Park Operation Genesis. It's just a more modern version of that. The problem with that is, is that Jurassic Park Operation Genesis is a 20-year-old game. So yeah, a lot of the yeah. systems... There should be better things in this game, right? There That's what people are better, saying. Right. There should be. It should be Jurassic Park Operation Genesis and better. Mm -hmm. So I don't think we ever really got the and better. So like in our original... Um, in our original review of the game, some of the disappointing things that we talked about, you don't get full run of an island. You get a sliver of an island. Um, pair that up with, I was playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey the other day, and I'm running around free world and around many islands. Um, <laughs> no load screens. Like, I'm just wherever I want to go amongst this giant map. And I'm not saying it needs to be that big, obviously, but... You know, with the, with innovations like Speed Tree and, um, 
you know, Unity or Unreal, I don't know what engine they're necessarily using, but they're not taking advantage of what videos can do or what video games can do in 2019. And that's not to say they didn't do a fantastic job with what they delivered. I'm sure that this, I'm sure that evolution was probably created uh, very quickly, but I think there's things that I would love to do. Like I want to walk around third person in my Jurassic world. I, I don't get why I can't do that. Now that seems that to me, that's a little gripe when I just received the ultimate win, which was me asking for a photo mode that doesn't rely on the Jeep Wrangler or your, um, your, your park curators. So I'm really excited to get that. I'm excited that they keep giving us new dinosaurs. I think it's weird that people think this game is broken. It's just, it's not broken. It's just, it could be better. And everyone, everyone is so passionate about it that they, that I don't see why, why wouldn't you give the fans what they want? Yeah, and I think that's that's part of it is, yeah, I don't necessarily think it's broken either. I, there's just plenty that is missing that needs to be added, and maybe that's something they don't want to do in DLC after DLC, you know, just constantly adding these new things to it. Um, so why don't we just start from scratch and make something with everything that people want that we've at least heard? Because when you release a game, there's going to be a ton of feedback as to what is missing, what people want. So you take that information and you make something new in time for Jurassic World 3 that features things from the new movies or, or whatever it may be, you know? Yeah, and it, it's unfair to say that things are even missing. Like, it, it can't be missing if it was never intended to be given in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think with I think with the positive feedback they've gotten from the community at this stage, um, it's actually wise of them to say, you know what? We've gotten all this positive feedback. People love our game. They're still playing our game. Let's sell another version. I mean, look, I bought Destiny, and I, then I bought Destiny Two, which was essentially it didn't to me. It didn't make sense as to why those that game couldn't have just been patched on top of the original. But I'm sure there's some kind of coding and marketing and all that other there's yeah. reasons as to why there was a Destiny Two and not just a continuation of Destiny. And I, I can't tell you how many Call of Duties I've bought one year after the next. So right. You know, you, yeah, you, exactly. you just this is what happens. It's not that unnatural to have a game three years later. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about 2021. So if they wanted to add a section that is California and just have it be the wilderness where you could add dinosaurs in the wilderness and you could add a street with a car driving down it like there, who knows what they could add in that game? You know, it could be anything. So yeah, I could be completely different. I'd be very excited. I'd be very excited for basically this plus more. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'll definitely drop another 60 bucks and spend another. I spent over 100 hours in Jurassic World Evolution getting the platinum on PlayStation 4 for that game. Yeah, I would definitely be down with it. Now, what does concern me is, OK, so let's say that this is real. OK, let's pretend that this is real. What does that mean for a movie tie in then for Jurassic World 3? Is this the movie tie in just like? it was for fallen kingdom and Lego Jurassic was for Jurassic world. Or is this now additive onto a possible different movie tie in that they were planning for Jurassic world three, like a different genre. Do you think we'll get two games or do you think we'll just get this one? If this was real, I have no idea. I mean, you know, it kind of, maybe it ties into this whole Jurassic world survival, you know, maybe that could be, um, you know, flipped from information of the past that we, we've heard about this Jurassic World survival, I feel like, for years. Um, so maybe they make the survival game now, um, base it off of whatever happens in Jurassic World 3. That could be 
that could be awesome. You know, like I just I mean, said, you, it could be surviving, you know, a camper surviving in the wilderness when this whole breakout happens. That could be something cool. I mean, maybe, but studios like this don't generally don't deviate from what they're good at. Um, mm-hmm. Studios usually get good at something and then they keep doing it over and over and over again with recent exceptions like Guerrilla Games, usually doing first person shooters and now moving into Horizon, uh, a third person open world RPG. That's almost unheard of and even more unheard of a switch that goes positively. So just for me to sit here and say, oh, I want, why can't Jurassic World Evolution be the grand open world that I get with Assassin's Creed Odyssey? It's not fair of me to want that from Frontier Studios. Like, that's just not what they do. No, no. I mean, if it was a survival game based off of that, like, it would be awesome. Like, a full open world survival game. But um, it just, yeah, you're right. It doesn't seem like something that they would do. Now, I'm not familiar with all of their IPs, but who knows? That could be interesting but as far as a new park builder is concerned, I would be for for sure open to a new park builder, one that specifically has more decorations, more rides, like other kinds of rides, roller coasters. Uh, I know I said before Jurassic and roller coasters don't really mix for me, but add them into this game. Give me other attractions. Give me planters, benches, garbage. Let me put workers around like you know let me have the guy that cuts the grass or empties the garbage i loved those aspects of roller coaster tycoon so i feel like that game back in 1996 or whenever i played that had 10 times more the amount of things that you could do so and that's sad because this game had the potential um and it, it i do find it awesome and fun to play but it is missing those elements for me well, the one thing that I really is a, it's a positive outlook on this is that I listen to a lot of video gaming content and what a lot of developers say is that the first game only has like a, a low percentage of the things they wanted to put in, mm-hmm. right? Because they're so focused on building this brand new thing that they can't always put in everything that they wanted. It's usually the second game where they deliver the video game that they originally wanted to deliver and it's always so much better because they've got the base code built, right? They're not yeah. starting from scratch. They're starting from, you know, it's like it's like Spider-Man 2. We didn't have to sit through the whole origin for an hour. We just got to start with Spider-Man delivering pizzas. That was fantastic. <laughs> um, you know, so so like, yeah, let's go, man. Like, let's let's do it. Jurassic World Evolution 2. I hope it's I hope it's real. And I'm super excited. I I hope that Jurassic World has paid off enough for them to want to do that. Yeah, and it's it's all this stuff. Like I said, we've heard of Jurassic World survival before. You could basically make up, yeah, there there will be a, a Jurassic Park, you know, skin. There there'll be a new, you know, classic Explorer ride. They'll, you know, they're gonna have different decorations in this model and blah blah blah. Yeah, Claire's gonna be in it. Yeah, of course, there's gonna be a safari truck ride. Yeah, like you could make up all this stuff on the spot. So. It is plausible that this is all fake, but it is plausible that this could happen because it is obvious things. So I am excited to find more um, information. We'll think in a future episode. Yeah, sure. Um, if anything, fun is... Why don't we read this episode of The Jurassic Wire? I've, uh, I've, I'm glad to get back into it with you, man. This is exciting. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm, I was... I was kind of bummed that the Jurassic Wire wasn't the first one back, but that's I'm all right. Sorry. Man. We're back. Yeah. We're, back. We're, we're back into it, and you could expect this every month as usual. Um, so where can everybody find you online? 
Uh, everyone can find me at Aaron D. Byer over on Twitter, and you can look up my films and workings over on IMDb. I will be updating that soon because, like I said, I just put, uh, I just added Endgame to my resume, so I'm very excited to add that to IMDb. And uh, yeah, that's where everyone can find me. Awesome. Yeah, I got my uh, Endgame 3D ticket. I saw it; it was beautiful. So thank you so much, um, everybody. Uh, go check it out. Buy your tickets and uh, make Aaron a happy dude. Come on. Yeah, don't don't be like the guy on Facebook who told me that he hated 3D. I was like, why? You <laughs> like, I get it, man, but you know, like, you don't need you don't need to tell me these things. Like, oh yeah, that's the that's the internet for you. Yeah, exactly. Well, thanks again, dude, and uh, we'll see you again next month. Yeah, man, have a good one. Thank you so much for listening to the 186th episode of the Jurassic Park podcast. Of course, I have to thank Aaron uh, for joining me here again, finally, in the Jurassic Wire. After a long hiatus of the segment uh, of the show, the Jurassic Wire was the last, uh, I think it was, yeah, it was the last episode that we released back in 2018, and... um, you know, we were vying for like what would be what would come first here when we released the show. Um, the Jurassic Wire didn't win out there. Um, we were trying to work out the schedules and everything. Decided to go right back to the Jurassic Wire as the last episode of the month. And as always, the the Jurassic Mailbag will be the first episode of every month. So. Stay tuned to that next week. That's going to be a fun one, of course. Um, But, uh, yeah, it was so great to finally talk with Aaron again and get back to the old routine, chatting about all the latest stuff. Um, Of course, there's tons of rumors and things to discuss, and we're always, you know, creating crazy hypotheses and things that are happening and, um, you know, just coming up with our own theories. And I just love that conversation with Aaron. So thanks, dude. Um, and I think I'm really excited to see what the rest of 2019 brings, even in the the coming weeks and months. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of cool news to discuss. So, uh, of course, stay tuned for that. But uh, make sure to follow Aaron on Twitter at Aaron D. Byer. You can find his bio on our website as well on our team member page. So go check it out. And as always, we want to focus uh, the spotlight on you guys because... You know, we do put a lot of effort into this show, but you guys also do as well when you go out and write reviews over on iTunes. I know we ask you guys every week to just show up and help us out just a little bit, even if there is somebody out there who is typing in Jurassic into iTunes or wherever, and they they don't know what to choose from or they don't know if our show is any good or not. It is always great and helpful for people to see that there's a five-star review here and somebody says it's awesome and blah, 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 all this great stuff. That, that is so appreciated by us because um, it just helps us grow and it helps more awesome fans hear the podcast. Um, so we really appreciate that. So, of course, we are reading all of your reviews. We're going to get through each and every one of these reviews over time. Um, so why don't we start here with the first one? Uh, this is from Mrs. M1221. And uh, it says that, well, the subject, <laughs> subject is LOL. And uh, (laughs) the message, the body of this message is, it's super, LOL. So (laughs) there you go. There you have it right there. Mrs. M1221 says it's super. Uh, We really appreciate that. I mean, 
I'll take it. You know, I I really have, you know, for years I've been just asking everybody, hey, just leave us the five stars. That's all that matters. But I actually really enjoy diving into these little reviews, even if they're as simple as this one right here. It's fun. I don't care. I don't care what you guys write. Um, just make it fun. You know, have a little fun with it. That's all I ask for. Um and let's go to another one here. This is from Chris M. Horton. Um, and it says, uh, this is Liam from the, from the stream. So, hey, Liam from the stream, what's up? Um, the body of this one says, I love the podcast, especially for a Jurassic Park slash Jurassic World fan. They are great for long car trips and are usually not boring. I really love the... Uh, the love that people have for Jurassic Park. Sorry, I messed up on that. I personally really love the love that people have for Jurassic Park. I do too. I I do too. I um I think that's something that shows here is everybody that interacts and you know comes on the show, whether it's a guest or a contributor or myself or whoever. It, it's really a a true love, I think, for Jurassic Park. Um. I think that shows through. It's it's plainly simple. You know, we can talk about this stuff for hours and hours. Like you said, this is great for long car trips. And I'm sorry, this is going to be a long one. So today, if you took a long car trip, you're driving for more than an hour and a half, and you're still listening. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I know. Um, but I really appreciate it, Liam, from the stream, whatever stream that is. All right, I, I'm wondering, Liam. You're from the stream. Does this mean like this? You're just chilling at a stream, like you're a river or something, or is this like an internet stream? Because either one sounds legit. Like I could see either one. I, I I really personally hope Liam is just sitting down near the water for an hour and a half today, listening to this show, and he's like, "Hey, I left that review down by the stream." great show love it (laughs) thanks liam so as always i hope when you're listening to this that it's either the start of a great week or if this is the end of the week you've had a great week whatever it may be i hope you guys have enjoyed this ride and as jurassic park fans you come together celebrate the love of this amazing franchise and just have a good time you know Take care of each other out there because as a community, that's all we can do, you know? Don't get in arguments with people. It's not worth it. Have fun, stick together, and we'll see you next week. Let's play the outro. Saddle up. Let's get this movable feast underway. Please give us a follow on Twitter, at Jurassic Park Pod, and myself, at Brad Jost. Also on Facebook and Instagram, at Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to join the Jurassic Park Podcast group on Facebook. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So please be sure to subscribe. Also, don't miss our toy hunts and reviews, in-depth bonus content, live streams, gameplay, events and theme park coverage, and so much more on our YouTube channel. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We will read your reviews at the end of every episode, so please be sure to spare no expense. Don't miss us on the web at JurassicParkPodcast.com, where you'll find today's episode show notes, wonderful articles, bios from our contributors, and so much more. If you want to get a hold of us, you can fill out the contact form on our website or email us, JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. We're always looking for new segments, contributors, mailbag submissions, 
or anybody who just wants to say hello. Feel free to call our voicemail line at any time to leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now.